Welcome back to the Clock It Cast. Your host, AJ Friends here. And uh, it, it's been done. Matthew Stafford is a Super Bowl champion. The Rams beat the Bengals last night 23-20 to in Super Bowl 56 in LA. What a game. It was an absolute nail-biter all the way down to the end. Aaron Donald getting the final QB pressure where Joe Burrow almost makes an insane play to get the first down on a fourth and one. Um, Overall, great game. I know that people have been complaining about the refs, but I think the refs were bad for both teams, and that was just something that you had to fight through. There's always going to be adversity in the games, and there was adversity for both teams. You got OBJ going down for the Rams, and you got your tight ends are already out, so Matthew Stafford was really only throwing to Cooper Cup towards the end of the game. You had guys like I've never even heard of before. Some tight end named Hopkins. Apparently, he's the four-string tight end. Um, Stafford absolutely put together another miraculous fourth-quarter comeback game-winning drive, with which included one of the best passes I've ever seen in my life, let alone the stage that they were in, the Super Bowl. Stafford throws a no-look across the middle to Cooper Cup. We'll get more into that later, but... The whole entire game, the whole entire, just everything. The halftime show was great. Um, I, I wasn't really too much into the commercials. I don't, the, the Coinbase one was pretty solid, but I, I wasn't really paying attention all too much about the commercials. Um, I want to get out like all the pregame stuff and the halftime show. Halftime show, great. Eminem, love Eminem. I'm a Detroit, Michigan native, so I'm always rocking with Eminem. That was cool. Kendrick. 50 Cent showed up, Mary J. Blige. Um, yeah, great halftime show. I know some older people like aren't really into all that. It's like more of my generation and like my sister was a few years older than me, that our, our generation. So I thought it was really cool that they had rap at the halftime show. Um, but let's get into the game. Honestly, that's all I really want to talk about is the game. It was just – the game was – it went so quick, it felt like, and I'm going to talk about how I felt right away after the Rams won, because I had a weird, like, I was happy, don't get me wrong, and I knew I was going to be happy for Matthew Stafford, and even if the Rams didn't win, I was probably still going to be okay with the outcome. Don't get me wrong, I would have definitely been a little upset that Matthew Stafford didn't get his ring, but that Bengals team, man, they're going to be around for a long time. They're so enjoyable to watch. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, that wide receiving trio, if they can stick together, they're going to be a real force for a long time in the league. And you got like the Bengals offensive line, that just needs work. I mean, they're a bottom five offensive line, and they were in the Super Bowl. And their, their luck ran out. You know, they got sacked a Super Bowl record, I think, seven times. Aaron Donald accounted for two of those sacks. And I'm going to be honest, I feel like the turning point of the game was when Aaron Donald pushed Joe Burrow out of bounds. And then there was a there was a scrum on the sidelines. And Aaron Donald got, like, jabbed in the face. And I feel like after that, the Rams' defense went absolutely bonkers. I mean, they did what they're supposed to do on paper. The Rams got to Joe Burrow. They got pressures. And they were flying all over the field after that. And I don't know where they were in the first half. And I'm not saying that the Rams defense by any means played bad in the first half. But 
after giving up that touchdown to T. Higgins on what I think was an offensive pass interference, I think everyone can agree that that was a blatant offensive pass interference. But I I think after that and giving up the field goal after the Stafford interception, I think the Rams defense did what they had to do to keep the Rams in the game. The Rams defense played how they were supposed to play all year. They got pressures, they forced pass breakups, and they didn't they they didn't give up any points after that. So good on the Rams defense. They I feel like like I said, I feel like they woke up once they had that little tussle on the sideline with uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals offensive line. So good for them. Um, let's see. Let's 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 just talk about Matthew Stafford, man. What a game he had, and I know. We're still going to be moving the goalposts for Matthew Stafford because he's still, apparently, for whatever reason, he wasn't good enough this game. I don't know how we're going to sit here and say that Matthew Stafford wasn't good enough because he threw two interceptions. Let me start off with that. Matthew Stafford's two interceptions. First one was not, okay, it's an arm punt. Listen, you got a third and long. You're at the 45-yard line. You seeing the Rams kicker Matt Gay consistently not be able to make 40 to 50 yard field goals so what he did there I think is fine and then you have an uh what they have a taunting penalty excessive celebration so I think what Matthew Stafford did on that first interception it's just as good as a punt the Bengals got the ball on the 10 yard line the Rams got the ball back anyway and then they went into halftime so I think that's fine. That interception, he was just trying to take a shot. What else are you going to do? You don't have anyone else open. You might as well take a shot at the end zone. So I think that that interception was whatever. The second one, I can see where people can say, yes, that's Stafford's fault. And that was a very big turning point in the game. You just give up a 75-yard touchdown to open up the second half on the first play, which has never been done before, mind you, besides Devin Hester returning the opening kickoff. The first play from scrimmage in the first quarter or the third quarter to begin both halves have never gone for a touchdown. So for the Rams to give up that and then turn around and throw an interception right after that, that could have been backbreaking. But the Rams defense stood strong. They held them to three, which they needed to do. Otherwise, that could have gotten very drastic because the Rams could not we watched the Rams but they could not move the ball once OBJ went down so but going back to the second interception Matthew Stafford threw it to probably my least favorite wide receiver in the league Skronik I don't even know how to pronounce his last name he's number 18 he was a rookie from Notre Dame playing for the Rams and obviously he's getting snaps because OBJ went down which was I think we found out today that he tore his ACL I'm not 100% positive on that but I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that OBJ did tear his ACL, so hopefully he can recover from that. I know there's a lot of people talking right now that we need to get off the turf and move to grass because an injury, a non-contact injury like that probably won't happen on grass opposed to turf. So that's a, another topic for another time. But Matthew Stafford just leads Skronik a little bit too far, and it, it gets tipped and the Bengals intercepted. But if we're going to sit here and say that the Rams 
almost lost the game because Matthew Stafford threw two interceptions. Let's stop with that because, listen, the Rams won the game, and Matthew Stafford, he threw a game-winning touchdown, a fourth-quarter comeback. Mind you, his third fourth-quarter comeback in a row, once against the Bucks when he's thrown the ball two times in the fourth quarter before the final drive, he takes out Tom Brady and the reigning champs on an unbelievable pass to Cooper Cup. They knock off the Bucks. They move on to the 49ers where he does it again. They're down by, I want to say they were down by 10 in the fourth. And Matthew Stafford comes back. He scores a touchdown. Listen, the Rams scored 11 touchdowns in the playoffs. All 11 Matthew Stafford was a part of. Nine were passes, two were rushing touchdowns. So if we're going to sit here and say that Matthew Stafford was the reason why the Rams almost lost this, almost didn't get by the 49ers, barely beat the Bucks, you're wrong. Let's stop with that. Cooper Cup, great game, two touchdowns, game-winning touchdown. MVP absolutely deserved, caps off a great season for Cooper Cup. Um, real quick, we're going to go to the chat. Diego says, AJ, why do you think MS is so underrated? Who's the best QB by far this playoffs? He got graduated. Uh, by MS, he's talking about Matthew Stafford. I See, this is what I'm talking about. I don't know why Matthew Stafford is so underrated. And I don't know why he didn't, why he's getting this unwarranted hate. I don't know where the hate for Matthew Stafford comes from. For those of you listening on uh, Spotify and YouTube, by the way, we are doing this live over on Twitch. I will leave a link in my YouTube channel so you can follow on my Twitch. If I ever decide to do one of these live again, I can't go live on YouTube quite yet. But um, going back to what Diego mentioned on why is Matthew Stafford so underrated, I don't know because he's he shouldn't be. And I guess having 11 years in Detroit where you get nothing done makes you a bad quarterback because apparently all we want to do is talk about quarterback wins. Mind you, Matthew Stafford had one of the greatest playoff runs we have ever witnessed. One of the most clutch playoff runs we have ever witnessed. So I don't know how we're going to sit here and after what we just watched the past four weeks, say that Matthew Stafford is not an elite quarterback. I just don't know how you can say that anymore. Matthew Stafford went I want to say 9 for 10 on the last drive of the game when they needed him most, when they weren't getting anything done on offense, constant three and outs throughout the second half. I was going to lose my mind if Sean McVay called another running play. I was I was going to go crazy. We, the Rams, run the ball on second and five, second and six, and they get one yard, they lose a yard, you have a third and eight and then a third and seven, and you can only throw the ball to Cooper Cup or Van Jefferson, but Jan Van Jefferson really didn't have all that big of an impact, which I was expecting Van Jefferson to go off once OBJ went off, went out, but that didn't happen. So Cooper Cup stepped up, which was great. We were talking before the Super Bowl that Jamar Chase is better than Cooper Cup already. That is absolutely false Jamar Chase was of no impact no impact in the Super Bowl Cooper Cup did what he's been doing all year 
He's getting open, making catches, and he's being the reliable target that he has been all year. I don't know why it took him so long. It really, this is what I flashback so hard to watching the Lions games. And you got Calvin Johnson and no running game. And this is what happens. The Lions force the run and nothing is going. And then you are down in the fourth quarter because you were trying to force the run all game. And now you got to rely on Calvin Johnson to make a catch. You got to just start forcing it to Calvin Johnson. And that is exactly what happened last night. Cooper Cup, he had the great out route, post route, or corner route in the first half to score a touchdown. It was a great route, great play. And he was wide open in the back of the end zone to go up. Shit, Stafford was 8 for 9 with two touchdowns. Or I, I want to say he was 9 for 9 with two touchdowns to begin the game. So, Cooper Cup, absolutely unreal performance. He did, he did what he was supposed to do. I just don't know why it took so long for Cooper Cup to get involved in the game plan when OBJ goes down. And it was crazy to me. There was a third and one or fourth. I want to say it was a third and one. It was a third and one. They give Cam Akers the ball. When Daryl Henderson is healthy, mind you, Daryl Henderson is playing in the game. Cam Akers gets a third and one snap. They don't get the first down. Now it's a fourth and one on your own side of the field with the game on the line. There's only five minutes left when that fourth and one ensued. And we run a jet. The Rams run a jet jet sweep to Cooper Cup. And he gets the first down. But I Cam Akers was driving me up a wall last night. And don't get me wrong. I love Cam Akers. I think he's a great running back. But why was Daryl Henderson not running that third and one? Cam Akers, every single time he got touched, he went down immediately. I felt like he never broke a tackle yesterday. And it was just crazy to me that we kept, the Rams kept trying to force the run. And it wasn't working. Like, just start passing the ball. They almost ran themselves out of the game. And I get they were probably trying to chew up some clock on that final drive, which they did brilliantly on. And then the whole entire scenario Let's talk about the red zone. The red zone, when they when the Rams finally got into the red zone on that final drive, there was a holding penalty. Then there was offsetting penalties. And then the Rams finally scored. The holding penalty, it, it was a little weak. I'm going to be honest. It was a little weak. But we're not going to sit here and act like the Bengals didn't get any calls either because the Bengals got calls. I mean, we already talked about it. T. Higgins grabbing Jalen Ramsey's face mask and absolutely tugging him across, and no offensive pass interference is called. That was the bit. That was the that was the turning point in the game. The Bengals finally get the lead. So that was, I mean, it was a very knickknack, bang bang kind of a call. I don't really agree with it, but I don't. No one else can. No one can agree with the offensive pass interference call. So there was that. But the penalties, offsides, and unnecessary roughness, those offset. And then finally Cooper Cup, which was a great play design, mind you. Cooper Cup is off the line of scrimmage, so he can't be jammed by Eli Apple. And he just runs a, a baby out route, a baby zig into the flat, into the corner, front end, front of the end zone, and he just makes a great catch. And Eli Apple just gets absolutely toast. 
Eli Apple talked all that shit before the game started. And then what did Eli Apple do last night? Not not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. So, man, the game was game was great. Matthew Stafford, I, I just got to keep going back to it. He finally got the ring he deserved. And now he's got to go to the Hall of Fame. There's no way. This cements. Can you imagine if Matthew Stafford is on a a winning organization? Matthew Stafford has more 10-win games, or he has beaten more 10-win teams with the Rams than he did it in his entire time in Detroit in just one year. In one year, Matthew Stafford got more playoff wins than he even appeared in in Detroit. He got four playoff wins, one being the Super Bowl, and he only went to three playoff games in Detroit. Now, Aaron Rodgers, great quarterback. People wanted to call Aaron Rodgers the GOAT a few years ago. Matthew Stafford is now better in the playoffs than Aaron Rodgers. It took Matthew Stafford just one year to be on a organization that actually knows what the hell they're doing for him to win a Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers has never had to face adversity. He's always had a good wide receivers, always had a solid defense, always a top 10 defense. And Aaron Rodgers has only has one Super Bowl and only two come from behind wins in the playoffs. Matthew Stafford just dismantled what Aaron Rodgers has done in his playoff career. RBT, thank you for the five gifted, my man. Uh, once again, guys, if you are listening to this on Spotify or watching on YouTube, we are live over here on Twitch. My man, RBT, gifting the five subs. I do appreciate that a lot. Um, but back to what I was saying, I don't even know what I was saying. I haven't gotten five gifted subs in a while, so that was awesome. Shout out to you, RBT. Um, let's see, the Rams, we got a uh, chat the Rams have 15 unrestricted free agents, which include Von Miller, Sony Michelle, and OBJ combined to take up $23 million this year. Would you bring those three back? Well, I would absolutely try. I, I know that the Rams have some cap space to work with, and we already heard OBJ wants to, like, he will take a pay cut for him to come back. I would say the only person that I think you could get rid of is Sony Michelle. I don't think you need three running backs. You have Daryl Henderson, and if you have a healthy Cam Akers, what do you need Sony Michel for? He didn't do a whole lot in the game last night. I mean, they didn't really try to get him involved, but you could probably get a decent haul for Sony Michel. Get get a third round pick possibly. Sony Michel would be great on another team to complement another wide receiver. He's not going to be a workhorse. He's not going to be just a one back. He's gonna have to be in a duo running back room. So I think he can absolutely I would I wouldn't bring him back if I'm the Rams. I don't see why you would unless you have the cap space to work with. But I feel like you can get some draft picks for him. You could maybe get a solid player in return. You can free up some cap room, whatever you got to do. Um I don't think he's worth bringing back in my personal opinion. So, OBJ I absolutely bring him back. If you have, it blows my mind. We're not talking about OBJ enough. OBJ when he came when he came to the Rams was unreal. He was unstoppable, and he gets a touchdown in the 
OBJ had two receptions, one for a touchdown, 57 yards in the Super Bowl last year, last night, and he played a quarter and a half. O- OBJ was the problem in Cleveland. OBJ was the pop problem at the, in the with the Giants. Excuse me, I'm stuttering, but I just don't know how we got on the topic of OBJ being overrated because OBJ shined. OBJ shined last night. I can't imagine what his stat line would have looked like if he played the full game. It would have been unreal. So I think you absolutely bring OBJ back. And I feel like you also, you want to bring Von Miller back, but you still don't know if Aaron Donald is going to retire or not. If Aaron Donald retires, you're going to be in a weird spot with the Rams because what do you do with that defense? You lose the best defensive player, arguably of all time. Now what do you do? You have to try to bring back Von Miller at this point, but Von Miller's on the doorstep of probably retiring here pretty quick too. Von Miller's probably got, I'd say, another three years left. Maybe not great years, but he's got a few years left. Von Miller, at the end of that game, he turned it on. Everyone on that defensive line turned it on for the Rams. So those three players, obviously key players. I'd, I would say your priority number one's OBJ. OBJ showed that he is an elite wide receiver still. You pair him with Cooper Cup. You bring back a healthy Robert Woods and Van Jefferson. Those four wide receivers, I don't know. No one can compare with that. Those are unreal um, talents. Anyone would be lucky to have one of those wide receivers on their team. So those, I feel like OBJ is obviously number one priority. And then Von Miller, bring him back too because who knows what's going to happen. You have Sean Robinson who is a stud. I love Sean Robinson. But Aaron Donald, it's going to change the game for the Rams. They're going to have to work something on de- on their defensive line. I, I can't count the amount of times we watched a replay last night where Aaron Donald was being triple teamed. It, it, Aaron Donald changes the game. They, he, they change how... The Rams play. So Aaron Donald, I hope he doesn't retire. I hope that wasn't the last time we see him. If it is, what a way to end your career. I mean, He easily could have won Super Bowl MVP last night. Easily. I, I could name three guys. Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald all could have won MVP last night. And I don't think anyone would have argued with that. Obviously, end of the day, went to Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup caps off a MVP season a triple crown season and or no excuse me offensive player of the year super bowl mvp and a triple crown season the only other person to do that was jerry rice mind you jerry rice didn't do it in one season cooper cup did that in one season and we're still gonna talk about how cooper cup is worse than jamar chase i heard a lot of Bengals fans saying that they're rather going to take jamar chase over cooper cup don't get me wrong. I can agree with that in some points. I think in the long run, Jamar Chase is going to be a lot better. Jamar Chase, he's a game changer. We can already tell that, and it's only been one year. But Cooper Cup right now, if I needed one guy last night, 100% of the time I'm taking Cooper Cup after that year he had. I don't know how a Bengals fan would argue with that. You have one game in – you want Cooper Cup or Jamar Chase? Right now, I'm I want Cooper Cup. He's he was unreal. He was unreal last night. Um, 
But back to Matthew Stafford. I want to keep talking about Matthew Stafford because I'm just so jealous that it wasn't with the Lions. As much as I wish it would have been with the Lions, it wasn't. It sucks. It really does suck. But I want to talk about the Lions because here we are. We're in the offseason now. Super Bowl's over. The Lions get the Rams' 32nd pick. The Rams win the Super Bowl. I knew it from the beginning that the Rams were going to have a high pick. It We we would have been lucky for our pick to be in the top 25 from the Rams. So the fact that it's 32, it doesn't surprise me. They were one of the Super Bowl favorites to start the year. So I think, though, Brad Holmes, I've talked about it a few times. The draft class he had last year, Suell, Amonra, I mean... You got Derek Barnes, who I feel like has a ton of potential. And the, the list goes on. I could go on all day about the Lions. I don't want to get that deep into it right now. I will in a future podcast, absolutely. But the Lions now having the draft capital they have and the front office they have, I've never seen a more organized front office than the Lions ever had. And the Lions got to coach the Senior Bowl this year. So they have already gotten to work with some of these, you know, prospects. So I couldn't be more excited the future for the Lions. It does suck that my childhood idol, Matthew Stafford, gets it done in his first year out of Detroit. And it's just like Justin Verlander. He couldn't get it done in Detroit. And the first year Justin Verlander leaves the Tigers, he goes over to Houston. And the Astros win the World Series his first year there. So it's just heartbreak after heartbreak for us Detroit fans. You you guys know the deal by now. Um, but, you know, who? we'll see what happens. I'm excited for the future of the Lions. At the end of the day, that's not what today is about. Today is about the Super Bowl, the Rams winning, the Bengals losing. But, hey, we got to give credit to the Bengals. They took out the Chiefs. They took out the Titans, the number one seed, and they took out the Raiders. Mind you, they beat the Chiefs twice in four weeks. <laughs> That's unreal. So I think the Bang- the Bengals are going to be around for a long time. If you're a Bengals fan, Day Nation, you got a lot to look forward to. You got such a young team. Like I mentioned before, if you can build on that offensive line, that team's going to go places. You just got to keep Joe Burrow healthy. We saw it last night. Joe Burrow started limping a little bit. He got his knee rolled over. So I think, man, if they get an offensive lineman, and I know that there was a lot of debate of should the Bengals have taken Suell over Jamar Chase, I feel like the biggest thing for the Bengals was having that instant connection with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase that they had at LSU. And that's why they were so good right away. That's why Jamar Chase was so good right away. I don't think if you put Jamar Chase on another team, he has that kind of a year. Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, what they did as rookie wide receivers, that doesn't happen. That does not happen very often. Those two guys, they are studs. They got put into the right organization. They got put into the right scenario. So I feel like Jamar Chase with Joe Burrow, that just made sense. Otherwise, I would have drafted Suell if I was the Bengals. But because Jamar Chase is on the table, you have that hookup with 
Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase were so dominant in LSU, and now they're already dominant in the NFL. There's great, great offensive prospect, offensive line prospects in this upcoming draft. Yes, their draft pick isn't what it was last year at number five, but they can still get a solid offensive lineman. They can pick up a free agent offensive lineman, but that is their biggest weak point and ultimately why I feel like they lost last night because scoring was not a problem for the Bengals until that second half when the Rams defense just flipped a switch. That's really what happened. The Rams defense flipped a switch and the Bengals, they just kind of ran out of options. So we'll see what happens with the Bengals moving forward. But like I said, if you're a fan of the Bengals, I would be excited. I, I mean, you guys, one win, one win a few years ago for the Bengals. And now they're, they're in the Super Bowl. So as a Lions fan, that gives me a ton of hope a ton of hope moving forward that like teams can turn around this quick stay in age of football is like these young guys these young rookies are so hungry so quick and with whatever's going on whatever these rookies are drinking they want to win now and they are they're driven man i've never seen a rookie class or not even a rookie class just a young team like the Bengals make a run like they did and to beat the veterans that not not even veterans like Patrick Mahomes by no means is a veteran yet he's only been in the league for what four years five years but he's already made two Super Bowl appearances and he's one of the most polarizing quarterbacks if not player in the league and now you got Joe Burrow who we saw all the memes with Joe Burrow this week and how much he's such a fan favorite that team is going to be good. It gives me a lot of hope that teams can turn around like that. So I'm looking forward to what the Bengals can do in the future. I've said it before. I'll say it again. If the Rams weren't playing, I would have been rooting for the Bengals. It would have been awesome to see a team like the Bengals win. But the Rams did. Um, I, I mentioned it that I wanted to talk about this on the podcast. I've been getting a lot, a lot of heat that I am no longer a Lions fan. I am a Rams fan now, and that could not be further from the truth. Um, yes, I was wearing a Rams jersey. I was wearing a Matthew Stafford Rams jersey, mind you, last night. Um, I had to get out the Lions flag. I had to wear the Lions Matthew Stafford jersey. I got my Lions Bud Light cans. Listen, man, I will always be a One Pride fan. Detroit Lions, their hashtags One Pride. You guys got Rams House, Who Day. The list goes on. We can talk about hashtags all day. But I am one pride until I die. I've been through too much with the Detroit Lions. I've witnessed an 0-16 season. I've witnessed multiple, multiple regime changes. I've seen multiple GMs. I've seen multiple head coaches come and go. I've seen stars come and go. I've seen Calvin Johnson play, break records, and retire early. Just like my dad had to watch Barry Sanders break records win playoff games, one playoff game, mind you, and then he retires out of nowhere. So, and now Matthew Stafford, shout out to him, he makes it out of Detroit. And I feel like for me, that's what was so big is that these guys can do it. They can do it. They just have to be under the right front office. They have to have the right pieces. They have to have the right head coaches, but Matthew Stafford's first year out of Detroit wins a Super Bowl. 
Listen, man, I wish it was in Detroit. And it, it hit me last night. I was texting I was texting a few buddies like last night was very bittersweet for me because I was so excited. You know, the game against the Bucks, the divisional, and the conference championship being at the game. There was so much excitement for me watching Matthew Stafford win these games. And then last night, as he's hoisting the Lombardi and he's doing his post-game press conference, it hit me. Matthew Stafford's no longer a Detroit Lion. The Detroit Lions did not win the Super Bowl last night. And I'll still have to wait for the day that the Detroit Lions win the Super Bowl. It's not going to be tomorrow. It's probably not going to be next year. Who knows when it will be. Hopefully that time does come. But listen, I am 100% a Lions fan. I loved, loved, loved being an honorary Rams fan. Um, let me get to this comment real quick in the chat. Don't let the fans give you hate for being an honorary Rams fan. I'm a Rams fan, and he rooted for the Cardinals, which is a division rival for the Rams when Kurt Warner went there. And he'd be damned if anyone said it made me less of a fan. And I 100% agree with what you're saying. I can't – I don't know more – I don't know a bigger Lions fan than myself. Don't get me wrong, there's bigger Lions fans out there. But for people to tell me I've been a fan of the Lions for 24 years, my whole entire life, and now that Matthew Stafford's on the Rams and they make a Super Bowl run, I'm jumping ship. No. I just wanted to see Matthew Stafford win a Super Bowl. I wanted to see the kid from Detroit waste 12 years of his life win a Super Bowl. And that's what it meant so much for me because I... I felt like he won for Calvin Johnson. He won for Barry Sanders. He won for the guys that couldn't make it out of Detroit, that had so much potential. We have other guys, too. Sean Robinson was on the Rams team last night. He won a Super Bowl. Ndamukong Sue won the one last year with the Buccaneers. Lions players can win Super Bowls. They just need the right front office, and that's always been the Lions' problem. It always will be the Lions' problem until now. I feel like this, the time is now. The Lions' window is going to open. But to, to say I'm not a Lions fan, it, it does get to me. I'm going to be honest. It really does get to me because I that could not be further from the truth. I am not going to ever jump ship on Detroit. Detroit is my heart. Anyone who knows me personally knows that I love Detroit sports more than anyone. Red Wings, Pistons, Tigers, Lions, like you won't find a bigger Detroit sports fan than me. Like they just, it doesn't happen. I'm such a Detroit sports junkie. So, and yeah, I am getting worked up about it because it has gotten to me. I'm going to be honest. It has gotten to me that I am being called a Rams fan now, that I am a bandwagon, that I'm not a Lions fan. It cannot be further from the truth. That's my two cents. I wanted to get that out. But, man, it did hurt last night. I'm going to be completely honest. That that game did hurt to watch. Thinking it could have been the Lions. It could have been Stafford wearing the Honolulu blue. Raising the Lombardi. Man, that would have been, that would have been something. And that's what my biggest... I want to watch a Super Bowl with my dad. Me and my dad have talked about it for years. When when the Lions make the Super Bowl, we are going to the game. 
We're going to get the tickets. We're going to watch our team play in the Super Bowl. And that hurt last night that it was Matthew Stafford doing it with the Rams. Don't get me wrong. I'm 100% happy for Matthew Stafford, like I've already said multiple times. But it wasn't the Lions, so that does hurt. And I feel like it makes me so much more hungry as a Lions fan now. Like Every single season that goes by is another one that, like, listen, guys, I haven't seen a Lions playoff win in my life. 24 years. Most of you have seen your team at least in the Super Bowl, if not win multiple. I know a lot of Patriots fans, they've, what, they've watched, what, six now? And so... I'm just waiting for the time because if you think my reactions were crazy watching Matthew Stafford win these games, win these, make these comebacks, we got another thing coming when the Lions finally make that run because it's going to happen. And the Browns did it last year. They got their first playoff win and God knows how long. And now the Bengals did it. The Lions are now the, the, the team with the biggest playoff drought in the NFL. So we'll see what happens. That's my that's my two cents on people calling me. I'm not a Lions fan anymore. So I want to get that out there because shit, man, could not be further from the truth. I will be 100% honest. So, um, but let's wrap this thing up. We've been going for close to 40 minutes now. Time, man, time flies when I do this. It really does. Um. Closing thoughts, Matthew Stafford, great performance last night and throughout the whole entire Super Bowl. Just unreal. I think he ended with a 110 QBR rating with however many interceptions he had in the playoffs, which to have that kind of a playoff rating with the amount of interceptions he threw, sheesh, that's a crazy stat line. And I think Matthew Stafford is now a surefire Hall of Famer. If not, why is Aaron Rodgers? Because Aaron Rodgers only has one, one Super Bowl win. Yeah, Matthew Stafford doesn't have his MVPs, whatever. That's just a regular season stat. At the end of the day, Dan Reno is in the Hall of Fame. Dan Reno didn't get a Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford's got some of the greatest passing stats of all time. Don't get me wrong. Matthew Stafford has probably some of the most attempts, passing attempts, in modern day history for which has helped him get to the yards he's at but which he's close to 50,000 now I want to say he's at 49.9 thousand somewhere around there um but which so he probably he will hit 50,000 granted something happens like retirement or injury which I doubt he retires so as long as he stays healthy he's obviously going to break 50,000 passing yards which hasn't been done that often i think there's been 12 other quarterbacks that have surpassed 50,000 passing yards so matthew stafford shout out to you man so happy um watching you finally do it i feel like it wasn't for detroit but it showed detroit that that was our guy and we wasted our opportunity with matthew stafford so that's my two cents. That's going to wrap it up. I will be back Thursday. I don't know what we're going to talk about. We'll probably some more stories will come out and maybe get into some draft stuff. I'm not too sure yet. 
we'll get back to our rundown. But I wanted to come on here. It was live today, so it was definitely a little spotty. It probably could have been a little bit better. But I, I had I had fun. And to take some questions from the chat throughout the thing was awesome. RBT gifting five subs. I appreciate you, man. That means more than you, you'll know. Um, but that's going to wrap it up. We went for, like I said, close to 40 minutes. If you are new, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. It does. It means a lot. The support we have gotten, not only on Twitter, but on TikTok and just all the social media platforms has been unreal. Um, so we're going to keep this thing rolling. I've, I've enjoyed coming on here and just speaking what's on my mind about sports. So that's going to do it. And that's the clock at cast, man. Episode, f episode five, wrapping it up. We'll see you next time. Peace.